while your day is winding down, they're just getting started. This is South Coast Tonight with Chris McCarthy and Marcus Farrow. They've got you covered on all the news of the day, from local issues to politics on both sides of the aisle. This is the place where the movers and shakers come to be heard, to listen, and where they're held accountable. This is South Coast Tonight on WBSM. Welcome to South Coast tonight. I'm Marcus. Can you hear me? <laughs> I wasn't sure. I heard uh, some people tell me there was dead air. Um, I think that you can hear me. But if you want to send me a message, let me know that you can hear me. App chat message or a WBSM app chat message. Or if you have my number, a text message. Or if you have Facebook Messenger. Um, Facebook message. I don't have actually a Facebook anymore. I just have the messenger part. So, so you can't find me on Facebook, but you can find me on Facebook messenger. So if you have any of those contact points and, uh, for some reason you can't hear me, if you think it's dead air, I'd love to know. Um, so that I know I'm not screaming into the void. That would be great. I don't like screaming into the void. 508-996-0500 is how you can get on the program this evening. That was New Bedford Mayor John Mitchell. I think some uh, I think some good ground was covered. Uh, I like having him on um, after Tim's show because I think there's always... Definitely two hours of content with uh, Mayor Mitchell. You know, towards the end of Tim's show, I know he had a lightning round on some things because he can't cover every you can't cover everything in an hour. So uh, it was good to be able to have a, a, a you know continue that conversation and and have a long form conversation with the mayor uh, in this hour. So um, uh, it was good. 508-996-0500 is how you can get on the program this evening. Let's actually go to the phones. Good evening. Hello. Hey, how you doing? Hey, Tom, what's up? All right, so you you no more dead air. You just had a little bit after the national news. Okay, good. That's yeah, good. Yeah. But I did have a couple of questions on uh, the mayor. Okay. Uh, first one uh, having to do with the portion of the proposal on the uh, request for a 99-year lease. That was brought up by Strauss. Uh, but from what I understand, that this Crowley uh, International Company uh, is a company with barrels of dollars, uh, and they wouldn't need a 99-year lease, uh, even though they, they requested it. Uh, and uh, so that, that probably could uh, start a little bit of discussion around that. And the second thing was uh, the ICE... Uh, uh, the uh, uh, Clementine freezer, as they call it, and what type of activity is is going on now? Because that seemed to be a concern of a couple of the the, the cold the, the cold storage facility. Yeah, because I remember there was, there was a lot of discussion up. about that. I should have brought that up. For yeah. I'll bring that up the next time. But I, I think he seemed to his general position is you know the fishing industry isn't going to be jeopardized, nor the you know the the 
you know, the fishing industry nor the functions of it aren't going to be jeopardized by this project only, you know, only helped by it. Um, right. Bring it more, make it more, make it more salient. I would agree that he didn't break the law either. Yeah. And, uh, you know, if we listen to Montigny and his explanation, which was very thorough, and that's the reason why he didn't sign the letter, because he wasn't of the opinion that uh, there was any uh, nefarious uh, stuff going on with all this. So uh, his explanation about Governor Baker not informing uh, the state representatives uh, w- was pretty important too. I thought. Yeah. Yeah, I thought it was. Um, I thought it was. That was very interesting. Um, I frankly, wish I asked him at the beginning of the hour because <laughs> I think we could have carried that conversation. But yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I thought that was uh, pretty good, pretty relevatory. Um, you know. I don't know what's going to happen next, but it seems like it doesn't seem we haven't heard from the Healy administration, but it seems like it's I think it's going to go um, forward. I think one of the issues that you might run into with a with a project like this, too, is if it is next. I mean, what other industries locally besides the ones that are involved now can really carry out something like this to this scale? That's you know? right. And, and that's yeah. where Crowley come, comes into play. And yeah. so they, they actually get a good hook there, uh, having a, a company like that with their background, yeah. uh, particularly up in Salem and, and the development stuff that they've been doing up there. Uh, yeah. Sometimes they, they tend to be a little bit uh, uh, a little bit pushy on what they want, but I think they, they've negotiated uh, a pretty good deal. And uh, hopefully... Uh, I mean, the idea of it is actually... The idea of it is actually... Um, pretty exciting honestly like the you know and i think even montigny said that it coincides with you know his vision because he said he'd put the language into law um for the port he said it coincides with what he envisioned that port should do and uh, i think even chris markey said uh the idea of the project is something that he likes he's just not sure if it was, you know, if the process was as open uh, as it should have been. So right. it, it seemed like the 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 idea of at least from two of the state lawmakers that we talked to, right? Uh, the idea of it and how it's going to work didn't seem to, I think, seem to be palatable at the very least um, for for those state lawmakers. All right. Yeah. All right. Interesting. Uh, other than that, election was over yesterday. It seemed to happen pretty quickly. Uh, we wish uh, Mr. Oliver uh, a lot of luck. He's got a lot of work to do between now and uh, taking out papers he, the next he's time. He's jumping in at a tumultuous time. Um, yeah. You mean, know? He, he, whoever it was, or whether it was him or the lady, uh, they got their work cut out for yeah, us for Car- the next couple of Car- months. Yeah, Carmen yeah. Amaral. Whether, yeah. I think you're going to see another contested race in Ward 3, honestly. Um, it was... Uh, because I think I think both Bromley and Amaral did pretty pretty uh, you know Oliver obviously he did really well and his ground game was really impressive I think he got as in front of as many people as he possibly could yep. and um, asked for their vote and I think that's why he won uh, but um, I think you know when you look at the numbers you look at Bromley too you look at his numbers I, I think you might see and, and the fact that Bromley didn't endorse in this race, I think is interesting too. Yeah, so I think yeah. you might see, I think you might see him jump in again. And Carmen yeah. uh, Amaral, when she called in last night said, you know, our work here is not done. So, right. yeah. so I, th- I think you might see them run again. 
Um, well, I, I think it'll be a three-way race exactly the way you said We'll be good. It. We'll get some action. We haven't, you know, there wasn't any action last time. And there's no, frankly, there's no action in the, the Fairhaven races right now. There's no action in the Fairhaven election. So, um, when does that come up? Huh? When does that come up? Uh, in a month. But select board's uncontested. Um, yeah. Public works, is un- everything's basically <laughs> uncontested. So, um, I think I'll, I'll do a spoof uh, candidacy and. Uh, run for mayor and tell everybody in the city I'm going to tax them for everything they do just to get them to come out to Yeah, right, yeah. That's not a bad idea. That's not well, a bad idea. Somebody's got to do something. Yeah. This has been fading for the last 20 put, years. Put, it just didn't happen overnight. You know? Put Donald Trump on the New Bedford uh, mayoral ballot. I think that'll get people out. That got people out in 2018 to vote against them. So yeah, put, put Trump yeah. on the ballot. Interesting. <laughs> All right, man. That's All right, Tom. It for tonight. Yep. Thank you. 508-996-0500 is in the program. I'm getting some messages from people, uh, listeners, saying that they can actually, they can hear me. So that's good. It's good that you can, uh, that's good that you can hear me. I like to be heard. Yep. Some uh, radio in Marion says, yes, I can hear you. And got a few other messages from people saying, I can hear you. So I appreciate it. We love to be heard here. So 508-996-0500 is how you can join me this evening. That that um that parallel products revolving fund uh, interests me. I think that's something that's going to be worth talking about going forward because you're going to have 50% of those funds, um, you know, that tipping fee uh, for the tonnage um, being paid uh, being paid into being paid to the city. They estimate about eight hundred thousand dollars a year, and then. It's going to go up, right? So it's going to get into the millions. So that's a good chunk of change, right? And so they want to put half of it into a revolving fund for uh, the two precincts or the few precincts that abut, directly abut power products. I don't know the exact, it's Ward 1. I don't know the exact letters. Uh, somebody listening might and could tell me. But uh, And then there's another 50% that will go, well, what Mayor Mitchell said is into the general fund. But apparently, you know, what I've heard from other people is that ward count as there might be some pushback from some of the ward counselors who may want uh this money to be earmarked for ward specific projects in each of their wards so wards two through six um and the idea of it sounds pretty good uh mitchell uh, mitchell said the execution of it um is not something that he doesn't think can be done but what can be done is is putting it to the general fund and earmarking it from there. It might be, honestly, I think in a, I'm not sure. Cause you're in a position, if you're representing a, a, a specific, um, a specific district, right? So if you're a ward counselor, you're representing ward, whichever ward, any ward that's not ward one. Um, can you sign on to 50% of this money that's generated that would go to the general fund? Otherwise being put into another neighborhood in the far North end. I think that's a diff- I think it's an interesting thing to talk about, and I think I know that there's been a little bit of pushback so far. I know that there's been a little bit of one uh, D and one E. Thank you, thank you, Councilor Abreu. One D and one E are the wards that are going to be included in that um, in that revolving fund for Parallel Products. So, you know, Parallel Products that was a big issue for um, for a long time. But as the mayor said, it was coming, right? 
And it was a matter of, can you get the best deal you can get? Or, you know, are you going to tie it up in litigation, which would come at a great cost and you'd ultimately be unsuccessful. So getting rid of the sludge and making some money off of it, getting a tipping fee, I think is a pretty good compromise, clearly one that Parallel Products was willing to make. And so it was, the you know, Chris and I talked about this after it happened. It was the best deal that you could have put forward, right? It was the best deal. It was the best deal you could have come up with given the circumstances. And so it's just a matter of, I think now where the, where it's going to be is, is that money, you know, going to be allocated in the way that they are, um, in the way that they are, uh, in the way that the, the you know, the, the Mitchell administration, the city council is deliberating. 508-996-0500 is how you can get on the program or we'll take your messages on WBSM app. The other, you know, one of the really, I think, probably the most interesting part of the interview was talking about um, the 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 ongoing spat about these between Mitchell and other lawmakers about the state pier. Uh, Mitchell had some pretty pointed criticisms for Rep Strauss um, over here in, uh, you know, in Mattapoiset, who represents Fairhaven, Marion, Mattapoiset, Rochester, Cushnet Parts, uh, and, and um, Ward 1 in New Bedford. Um, uh, but there were, you know, like I said, every state lawmaker had had some opposition to it because they felt like they should have been involved more. But what's interesting is what Mitchell is saying is Governor Baker didn't want to involve them and they didn't have any legal right to be involved. So um, still standing pretty firm uh, on where he's at on this. It's uh, still pretty interesting. You know, we had a, it was a couple weeks ago now. It was like the date I went on vacation. So I didn't have an opportunity to really flesh that out, but um, it was the day before I went on vacation, but there was a, uh, we had three state lawmakers calling. We had Bill Strauss on for the first hour. Then we had um, Montigny had just happened to be listening and he called in. Chris Markey, same thing. He just happened to be listening and he, he called in. So, I mean, that's what happens here at South Coast tonight. Happens all the time. You know, the people that the movers and shakers, as we say in the intro, they're, they can be listening at any moment. And if they have something something to say, they're going to call in and say it. And that's why that's what our line is open for. And our line's also open to you at 508-996-0500. Also taking your messages on the WBSM uh, app chat. I, I know Mitchell uh, Mayor had talked a little bit uh, about the Ward 3 race um, earlier today. Uh, he said he, had, he told me he had, uh, he had called both uh, Mr. Oliver and uh, Miss Amaral. Again, I think what you're going to see is I think you're going to see probably a more contested race. When that election happened six years ago, with uh, Councilor Dunn, that same special election, uh, he would won by a much stronger margin. And so um, I think people were reticent to jump in. It was like he'd gotten 69%, he'd gotten 53% of the vote in a six way primary, and they got 69, 70% of the vote in the general election. So it didn't make sense at the time to run against somebody with those numbers. Uh, Oliver's win was pretty strong, um, but. 
Uh, it was a little bit closer in the in the preliminary, and I think still a little bit closer in the general. It's a tough margin, but not an insurmountable margin. So you, I think you'll see a, you'll see a contested race in Ward Three. You'll see a contested race in um, some other wards uh, as well. Um, I know of at least one uh, so far, um, but. Uh, we'll also obviously every year there's at least a few at large candidates that come out. So the real question is whether or not uh, Mayor Mitchell's going to run, and he isn't. Um, he's just as um, opaque about that uh, <laughs> off air as he's on air. So uh, we're not sure. We'll probably find out, I guess, sometime in the when the weather gets warmer, sometime in May, sometime in June. But five zero eight nine nine six oh five hundred is how you can join me this evening. I'm gonna take a quick break and we'll be right back. Live and Welcome back to the show. I'm Marcus. 508-996-0500 is how you can join me this evening. Uh, also taking your messages on the WBSM app chat. Uh, Marcus Uno from New Bedford said, Mayor Mitchell said it was outside their pay grade. I don't know if he said that. Talking, I think, about the state reps. Um, I don't know if he's... I think he's talking about the state reps um, in the state peer bid uh, negotiations. I don't know if he said that. Uh, he just said that there was... That specifically just said that there was no legal right for them to be at the table. And so um, any inclusion, I guess, of them would have been merely a courtesy and a courtesy apparently according to mayor mitchell a courtesy that uh charlie baker um did not want to extend to um the state lawmakers uh in the area for one reason uh for one reason or another it's a new gubernatorial administration i don't think we've heard anything about it uh yet after they sent the um after they uh after the state um, lawmakers had sent that letter, uh, most of them had sent that letter to the Healy Driscoll administration. Um, so I guess we'll see. But 508-996-0500 is how you can join me this evening. We'll also take your messages on the WBSM app chat. Another uh, message says it's wards 1E and 1D that got the that are, that will benefit from the revolving fund for parallel products. I got seriously serious question about this. Um, and if you guys want to call an app chat, message me about it. Um, cause Mitchell said that he doesn't think the, the, because, you know, due to obviously due to obviously like state regulations and environmental regulations and all of that, that parallel products has to follow and the deal that they made, there's going to be substantial safeguards in the you know, the construction of these, this expansion and uh, significantly mitigated, if at all, impact on these, the neighborhoods in 1D and 1E. That's what Mayor Mitchell said, you know. Um, so since there isn't going to be, since the impact is going to be fairly, you know, little to none. Does it make sense to... Does it make sense to invest 50% of 
the tipping fee into two two specific precincts of award, two specific precincts. Is that equitable? It might be. It might be. I don't know how it's going to impact, you know, how much it's going to impact those neighborhoods. Maybe, maybe it does. Maybe that they, maybe they should get 50%. But he said it's going to be $800,000, which is definitely not nothing. And it's only going to go up from there. So years from now, you're going to have tipping fees annually could be $2 million, $3 million, right? Should, in that case, a million, a million and a half dollars be affixed to two precincts, two precincts in the entire city, which is necessarily a divestment from the general fund, right? A divestment from the general fund for the six other wards, six other regions of New Bedford. I think that's a I, I think that's a legitimate question. I think it's probably something the ward councilors need to consider too. The ward councilors that aren't I mean, obviously, you know, if you're you're Brad Markey, you, you, you gotta be for this deal, right? But if you're not, do you feel as though your ward, your neighborhood is missing out on what could be some pretty significant uh, additional funds, especially considering if the rest of that money isn't able to be earmarked or like earmarked towards specific projects. If it just goes in the general fund, right? Do you feel like you're just putting, which could be, you know, in time could be millions of dollars. If it's going to start at $800,000 and it's only going to go up from there, presumably as costs go up or operations expand, let's say it's, like I said, let's say it becomes $2 million or $3 million. A million dollars is going to be invested in two precincts, two precincts. I get it. They're the precincts that are going to be probably most impacted by any of the pitfalls of this project. So that in that respect, it does make sense. But what are those impacts? And is this funding going to be allocated in service of mitigating those impacts? That's the question. I'm not sure. 508-996-0500. I wonder, you know, if you live in those neighborhoods, obviously you, you're supportive of this project. Why wouldn't you be? If you don't, do you feel like you're getting the shaft? Like, oh, this is a good deal because it's a revenue driver for the city, but it's not as much of a revenue driver for me anymore. It's more of a revenue driver for it's more of a revenue driver for the neighborhood these two neighborhoods that have bought parallel products. I think that's a legitimate question. And I wonder if that's going to be uh explored going forward. Cause this is going to be, I think you know, when they set this up, this is going to be a long-term thing or a permanent thing. Sure, they can go back and change it, but any discussions on how this is going to be managed for the next decade, two decades, et cetera, probably has to, you know, has to be discussed now. Um, so 
We'll see. 508-996-0500 is how you can get on the program this evening. We'll also take your messages on the WBSM uh, on the WBSM app. And so I'm going to try to talk to more. I've talked to a few counselors about this, but um, I want to talk to more, get some, you know, get some, get some questions, get some, get some statements um, on the record of how they feel. But I understand that right now, as it stands, that proposal was in the finance committee last night. It is being moved to the ordinance committee. And uh, because I think it has to be a home rule petition. Now, home rule petitions for people who don't know. Home rule petitions for people who don't know. Yeah, this parallel money may become an election issue. It really, I, I, it may become an election issue. We'll see. Because again, we're talking out to start. What they estimate to start is $800,000. That's going to get into the millions. How soon? I don't know. But again, it's not crazy to think that some years down the road, there's going to be $2 million, $3 million, maybe $4, $5 million, depending on how much that operation expands, just the general cost, right? And so if it expands and you've got like a three, let's just say $3 million, because that doesn't seem, that doesn't seem crazy to me that, it, that, it, that somewhere down the road, those tipping fees are going to equate to $3 million. Okay. one point five will now be put in a revolving fund for these two specific precincts. It depends on how these pre, you know, again, depends on how the precincts are impacted by this project. If it's significant, it makes sense. If it's not, then I think it's worth discussing, right? Then I think it's worth discussing. So 508-996-0500. I believe it's going to be a home rule petition. Now, home rule petitions for people who don't know, we've done them, you know, home rule petitions are done. We just did one in Fairhaven recently uh, for the five-person select board. So uh, sometimes you make significant changes to your charter or changes to uh, any specific rule. You have to go through a home rule petition process. We did one, like I said, most recently in Fairhaven, we did one um, for the to expand um, the our select board from three to five successfully. We did it successfully um, with the help of, you know, our, our reps, you know, Bill Strauss and Senator Mark Montigny. But basically a home rule petition is something that is passed by the legislative body of a municipal government, signed by the executive of a municipal government, and then sent to the state house and the state sent to the state house where at where it has to pass both chambers and be signed by the governor so it's quite a process there's a lot of home rule petitions that languish right during session there's a lot of home rule petitions that languish during session because it's a lot to ask in a lot, a lot of times and it's a it's a, an expand it's a great expenditure of political capital right to get something moved through the state legislature so this will have to be a home rule petition. So I wonder if because in this process, because in this process, there's going to be some reps that represent specific parts because there's going to be some reps that represent specific parts in New Bedford. 
like there's a few reps that represent Ward 1, but there are some that represent Ward 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, right? If there's going to be any tensions there. Because you're saying, oh, well, there's going to be a million dollars up in this, you know, up in your district for that. I'm approving. That's what I'm approving right now, you know. And maybe it's just a matter of, well, you know, this is something that was passed by our council. Um, you know, they want it passed. It's my job to put it forward to see if it passed. But I wonder if you might have some tensions between the reps on this. Because what they're saying is, what could equate to be millions of dollars in a revolving fund could go from, could be concentrated, again, in two specific precincts. And since the reps represent different priests. I don't know exactly who represents those two precincts specifically because Ward 1 in particular is divvied up between a few state reps. Uh, Rep. Schmid, Markey, Strauss. Um, I don't know if Hendricks has some of uh, Ward 1. He might. So I, I don't know if there, there might be tension between the reps on this. I have no idea. Maybe not. Maybe I'm making a big deal of nothing, but it seems like something that probably warrants discussion that, you know, millions and millions of dollars, potentially millions and millions of dollars, multi, multi-million dollars in tipping fees could be allocated in two precincts of one municipality in a revolving fund for betterment. And again, maybe they need it. Maybe the impacts are going to be bad and to mitigate that they need these betterment projects. But maybe not. And maybe maybe the rest of the people should have the full benefit of those funds. I don't know. 508-996-0500. I'm going to take a break. I'll be right back. 1420 WBSM is now also on 99.5 FM. Have you folks followed? Parenting is hard. Technology can make it harder. The family media plan developed by the American Academy of Pediatrics helps make it easier. Go to healthychildren.org forward slash media plan to create the media plan that's right for your family. Whether you make a full plan or just choose a few parts that matter the most to your family, healthychildren.org forward slash media plan is an easy to use tool that will help your family set media priorities and create healthy digital habits in line with your family's values. You'll also get practical tips to help make the plan work. And you can come back to revise your plan as often as you need to, like at the beginning of each school year or during summer and holiday breaks. Raising kids in the age of screens is easier when you have a plan. Go to healthychildren.org forward slash media plan and make your plan today. Hi, I'm news correspondent Bob Woodruff. In 2006, a roadside bomb struck the armored vehicle I was riding in while reporting from Iraq. I sustained a life-threatening traumatic brain injury. The military term, got your six, means I have your back. And that day, our service members had mine. During my recovery, I learned firsthand the challenges facing our service members who return home with injuries. While serving, their fellow service members always had their six. Now that they're home, it is our turn. We started the Bob Woodruff Foundation to make sure that the camaraderie and support they relied on in the military carries on. And we need you. Please join us as part of the Got Your Six initiative 
and help us be there for impacted veteran service members and their families. They've had our backs. It's time we have theirs. Learn more at gotyour6.org. That's gotyour6.org. Using the number six. As a veteran of the United States military, I can finally get the opportunity to enjoy special events, like a date with my wife, or going out together with my family and friends, things that we couldn't afford, thanks to Vectix. Every empty seat at a concert, a game, motorsports, or a play is a missed opportunity to say thanks to a veteran and service member. We can help. We can give our veterans a special event where they too can create their own cherished memories. Find out how by visiting www.vettix.org. That's www.vettix.org. Find out how you can make a difference in a veteran's life. Get breaking news alerts, stream audio, send us text messages, and get live traffic and weather updates all on the WBSM app. Download it now from your app store or at WBSM.com. Hey, welcome back to the show. I'm Marcus, 508-996-054. One of the issues I've been, uh, I'm, I'm putting together a story for on WBSM.com. Um, probably have it up by tomorrow, but... Uh, I spoke with um, the Fairhaven Firefighter Union president, Kevin Gonzalez, today. Um, the Fairhaven Firefighters Union has been uh, sounding the alarm on Facebook uh, about their staffing shortages. So we had a really good conversation about, you know, him uh, informing me of where they're at uh, and where they'd like to be at in terms of staffing shortages and how they even how they think it can be done. And so uh, I'm just waiting um, to hear from the town. I know the members of the select board, had, uh, I'd reached out to them. They said they can't comment on any personnel things because they don't have a signed contract yet. So they're unable to do that. Um, but uh, I'm still just waiting to hear co uh, contact from the town. Hopefully we can get that. If, I'm, if not, I, I can just I can still put the story together. It's some really good information I got uh, on that. And it will be out uh, tomorrow, and we'll, when it's out, we can definitely uh, discuss it more uh, at length because I think it's, I think it's an important, um, it's an important conversation to have. But five zero eight nine nine six zero five hundred is how you can join me this evening. We'll also take your messages on the WBSM uh, on the WBSM app chat if you want to talk. We can talk about that. We can talk about talk about mayor mitchell's interview um still talk about the crazy city council meeting uh where our reporter adam bass was called little guy by ward four counselor Derek baptiste um and there was all kinds of name calling going off everywhere all over the place pretty interesting but um you wonder how it's going to impact the municipal elections it's a pretty quiet one here in Fairhaven. It seems uh, no, none of the select board members are being challenged. I'm not sure if there's any contested races for any other seats. Dartmouth, I think, is going to be a little bit different. There's going to be uh, some contested select boards uncontested, but school committees contested. And what I think is going to be most the thing to watch about that, and we're going to cover it a bit here. Um, we've been having some conversations, is 
the issue of the Dartmouth Indian logo is still, I think there's still going, this is still going to be something that's discussed and talked about and going to be made an issue uh, on the campaign, whether or not Dartmouth High should keep the Indian logo, um, uh, whether or not Defend Dartmouth is going to get involved, uh, as involved as they did last year, obviously, with the ballot referendum um, that was uh, in the municipal ballot, on the municipal ballot yesterday, uh, last year. So I think that will be something to watch, but uh, for select board, it doesn't seem like there's any contested races. Um, which is kind of funny, uh, but um, we'll see if the you know executive offices in New Bedford will have any contested races. There'll definitely be, I think, there'll definitely be some contested ward races. Um, there's going to obviously be contested at large races. It's just a matter of uh, whether or not. I mean, like I've said before, whether or not the mayor's race is competitive, I think rests on the fact of whether or not Mayor Mitchell decides to seek another term. If he does, I think the field clears pretty uh, pretty easily. If not, then I think you're going to see a whole lot of movement. And um, just from a media standpoint, that'll be pretty interesting. But 508-996-0500, so you can join me this evening. Also take your messages on the WBSM app chat. Uh, this is South Coast Tonight. I'm Marcus, and... Uh, See you on the other side of this break. The WBSM app is... Final uh, minutes of the second hour. Uh, just mostly discussed the proposal for a revolving fund for the Parallel Products uh, site in New Bedford's Industrial Park. Um, so basically there's, you know, uh, a tipping fee that's going to be paid to by the city, uh, paid to the, to the city by Parallel Products based on tonnage. As I said, it's like $2 a ton, which is going to add up to about $800,000 a year the first year, and it's only going to go up from there. Um, and the proposal is to have 50% of that tipping fee be, inve uh, be invested in two precincts in Ward 1, uh, one, uh, one D and one uh, I already forgot. One D and one E, is it? I got to look it up again. Uh, yeah, one D and one E. So um, I'll take your calls in the third hour. Um, I did want to move on to a new topic, but of course, if you want to discuss anything that we've discussed in the first hour, uh, in the first two hours or anything that you just want to, I don't know, talk about in general, if there's anything else, we'll definitely, um, we'll definitely take your calls on that. We'll take your app chat messages at 508-996-0500. That's taking the program. One of the things I'm interested to talk about is Biden's um, student loan uh, program and it's how it's being challenged by the Supreme Court. I think that will impact a lot of people in this audience, honestly, even though it's not like a super local issue. Um, but if you want to keep it on some of the local stuff, just give me a call at 508-996-0500 or shoot me a message on the WBSM app. And uh, we can talk about that. Uh, we can talk about that as well. By the way, tomorrow I'm going to have Grace Ferguson from the New Bedford Light, a great reporter for the New Bedford Light, is going to come in. We're going to talk about some of the stories that she's written that I think are really fascinating. And um, uh, she'll be in in the 8 o'clock hour. So it'll be similar to the segment that uh, I've done with Will Senat um, the last uh, few times Will's been in. So 
We'll definitely talk more about that, too. But we'll take your calls at 508-996-0500. That's how you can join us. Or you, we can also take your messages on the WBSM app chat, uh, which whatever works. This is South Coast Tonight. I'm Marcus, and this is WBSM.